Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Getting Cocky About Orientation, where the Office of New Student Orientation at the University of South Carolina gets you prepared for a confident and exciting transition to college. I'm your host, Jennifer Asuzu, and today we are giving our focus to academic advising and registration. One of the most exciting parts of new student orientation is when you can finally get advised and registered for your first semester of classes at USC. We have a first class team of advisors in the University Advising Center that work all the way from August to the very first session in May to make sure this part of our program goes off without a hitch. For our freshman students, you will have about an hour with your college on day one, during which you will hear a brief presentation about your major and pathway to graduation. We encourage you to use this time to ask any and all of the questions that you may have. On day two of orientation is when you will be advised and registered for classes. For our transfer and summer term students, the college visit, advising, and registration occur all on the same day. Before we go any deeper into what advising and registration looks like during your session, I wanted to pass the mic over to two experts from the University Advising Center. Joining us on the pod today, we have Alexa Dean and Brittany Sparks. These two are going to be acting as our resident experts today as we ask them some questions about the new student orientation advising process. Alexa, Brittany, how are you? Hi, I'm doing good. I actually just had a really beautiful walk across campus over here, and I'm excited to be talking about new student orientation. Hey. Hello, me too. Got my coffee ready, and we're have a fun time talking about advising. So happy to have both of you here. I would love for us to kick off by telling us a little bit about yourselves, your role at South Carolina, and how incoming students and families might engage with you during their session and beyond. Yeah, so my name is Alexa Dean. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm an undergraduate academic advisor here at USC um, for the School of the Earth, Ocean, Environment primarily. So I am a graduate of Carolina, as is Brittany here, graduated in 2018 from the Marine Science Program. So I hopefully provide a unique perspective to our students as an advisor because I'm able to advise them for all four years, which is really exciting. So students will be able to interact with me at orientation, hopefully one-on-one individually, and then in a group setting as well. And I'm Brittany Sparks. I use she, her pronouns, and I serve as the undergraduate academic advisor for the School of Visual Art and Design at the University of South Carolina. In my role, I provide individual advising to about 330 students who major in art education, art history, art studio, film and media studies, and media arts. And my assigned population includes all incoming freshmen and transfer students as well as sophomores, juniors, and seniors. So we're covering all the bases today, it feels like. (laughs) So Alexa, Brittany, are y'all frequent listeners of the Getting Cocky podcast? It's okay if you're not. I actually just listened to all of them yesterday to get prepared. We've been binging. (laughs) Love it. So that means that you know what comes next. Icebreaker. An icebreaker. Yes, of course. Have to. All right, so for today, short and sweet, sweet, salty, or sour, discuss. I am a salty gal, <laughs> which can be interpreted in several different ways, but, but really the way I'm talking about is all salty foods, pizza, chips, those type of snacks. I like like a tiny bit of chocolate every now and again, but so on the salty side. Fair, right. very fair. <laughs> 
I couldn't pick. Uh, I'm a combination gal. I love chocolate covered pretzels, so a combination of sweet and salty for me. Yeah. Okay, we respect your answer. It's nice. <laughs> I, I think I fall somewhere between, like, if I have something salty, I want, like, something sweet. I know. Like, it's I a am, combo. I'm that person who will be like, I had lunch. I want something sweet. You know? I'm weird that way. But, yeah, I'm somewhere between sweet and salty. So, yeah, we have some questions here for you all to answer today. Just about the UAC, um, the University Advising Center. We'll call it UAC interchangeably during this episode. Um, and what advising looks like during orientation as well as once a student is fully on campus and enrolled. So we'll go ahead and start us off with an easy one. Um, what is the University Advising Center? So here at USC, we love a good acronym. Um, so UAC, University Advising Center. But the UAC is a centralized organization, essentially, of academic advisors across all of the colleges on campus that basically ab abide by certain guidelines to make sure that every student at the University of South Carolina receives a pretty equitable experience with academic support and guidance. And so um, President Amaridis was actually... When he was our provost, he was a huge proponent of the UAC. And what's really cool is now that he's our president, he's pushed that even further. And so we're looking at moving four years for all advising across campus, oh, wow. across all of the colleges, That's a which is going to be really mm -hmm. big for the student population. So we're really excited about that. Um, but the UAC also is the recruiting hub for advisors. We They hire through there. They train all of us and support us and make sure that practice, best practices are standardized across all of us, which is really nice. I didn't know that last part about the um, comprehensive four-year model. That's really exciting. I know. I think it's going to be really good for students just so that everyone's kind of having the same shared experience across their time here. So moving into um, kind of the framework of new student orientation. So like I mentioned earlier on, when you come to new student orientation, you will attend a college visit with staff members, faculty, deans, advisors, um, whoever um, is essentially there and available to um, talk about your major and your pathway to graduation. So I would love to ask um, Brittany, what happens during the college visit at orientation? Yeah, so that college visit happens that first day. It's an opportunity for students and family or supporters to get to know the college that they are assigned and coming in for. Um, so you get to learn experiential opportunities outside of the classroom, policies and programs in that major, curriculum requirements. And then it also helps you to get prepared for day two when you meet with your academic advisor. And during that second day, that's when registration happens and you'll be with deans, associate deans, um, peer leaders, anybody like that to help you get registered. So after the college visit on day two or day one for our transfer and summer term students, um, the next part of the advising process is um, advising itself. <laughs> so um, back to you, Alexa, what does advising look like during your new student orientation session? Right. So advising, um, every student who comes to the University of South Carolina is essentially going to have an academic advising hold. And so you'll have one of these every single semester. And what that means is that you have to meet with us before registering for your classes. So the same thing goes for orientation. That's why you'll come to us and we'll make sure that hold gets lifted. So you are possibly going to meet with a variety of academic advisors in your college. So it might not specifically be the person you're going to be with for the first two or four years. Um, but we will all work together to make sure that you get advice. 
So it could be a mix of a group. So you might be with other students as you get advised, or it could be one-on-one individually. It kind of depends on the college and what their process is. But many of the colleges typically will have a group session and then advisors will circulate the room and work with students individually. So your time with an advisor will likely be a little bit shorter than it would be during the semester, Um, a little bit more condensed, so maybe around 10 minutes. But the most important thing to remember is that if you do have questions, prepared ahead of time possibly, (laughs) um, would be really great. Hint, hint. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Uh, You will notice the theme here. If you have questions, though, it's really important to make sure to ask those for your advisor because that way we can be really prepped and ready for when you come in the fall to maybe extend that conversation based on the questions that you ask us. We definitely can't help with issues that we don't know exist. Mm -hmm. So definitely letting us know um, in that time, even though things will feel a little bit chaotic. But and I'll hit that nail over the head one more time. Y'all communicate with your advisors during communication is key. P- please like a communicate. Um, they are excellent. They are there to help you. Um, some of the best in the game. Please, please communicate. The l- easiest thing, you know. <laughs> So you kind of touched on this a little bit, but when you come through orientation, it's not going to be the same advising model as when you're here in the fall or the spring, right? Yeah. So um, I would love for us to kind of share out how does advising differ um, during new student orientation versus during the actual um, academic year? Yeah, I think I can take this one. All right, Brittany, let's see what you got. (laughs) Yeah, so it's different because you're going to meet with us once a semester, like Alexa said, for an extended period of time. So depending on the college you're in, that could be anywhere from 15 minutes to 45 minute advising appointments each fall, each spring semester to pick out those next course courses that you'll take over the duration. You meet with your assigned academic advisor, and in in many cases, you're going to work with this person for the four years. Um, That's that four-year model that Alexa plugged in. Uh, Right now, we do have primary advisors and freshman and sophomore situations, but myself, I work all four years in my major, and I I believe Alexa does too. These one-on-one appointments, you're going to be discussing course options, degree timelines, your how your transition to Carolina is going, and how you're getting involved beyond the classroom, and if you need help getting beyond the classroom, uh, experiential learning opportunities. We can also plug you to campus resources like the SDRC, or if you wanted to study abroad, that's something that you would come to us and we would be able to discuss. Yeah, great partnerships all around with those services. Um, Big emphasis on the experiential learning. Mm -hmm. I feel like South Carolina does an excellent job at that through programs like, you know, graduation with leadership distinction and all of that fun stuff. So yeah, y'all can really go to your advisors um, for any and everything. Just about everything. Just about everything. I didn't want to like throw out to the wolves like, yeah, go to your advisor for everything. So yeah, yeah. you can go to them for pretty much anything. And for the most part, we're one of the only people you have to, you're required to talk to on campus. You can go through class. And not, not talk to your professors at all, but you don't do, do that have to talk to us. <laughs> what people often don't realize is that advising and course registration are two separate things, right? It's not just all they, they are often paired together, but ultimately they're different things. So um, after you meet with your advisor and get advised during orientation, you will then be able to go forth and prosper and <laughs> register for your first semester of classes. So Alexa, um, 
are we just throwing these students to the wolves? I was just going to say, we don't throw them to the wolves. Right. So <laughs> it was going to be helping them during um, course registration at New Student Orientation. Yeah. So in a lot of cases, we'll kind of be in a separate room. You know, we'll talk through courses, make sure everyone feels comfortable. Then we'll head into a computer lab. So every student is going to get their opportunity to sit down at a computer, log into the technology and the systems that we've kind of been talking through and actually walk themselves through the registration process. So there's tons of people in the room to assist with this. Um, your academic advisor and the advising team is going to be in there. You've got the help of orientation leaders, which are an invaluable resource yes. because they register themselves as students. So they kind of know the ins and outs of registration system and maybe some glitches or just things to tips and tricks, essentially. They're yeah. really great for so they'll be in the room as well. And then there might be other um, college administration or staff circulating the room too. So definitely, um, students, please ask your questions because there'll be plenty of people to kind of circulate and, and answer them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I will go ahead and say, um, while we're here, might as well, for <laughs> nursing majors and social work folks, um, advisors have asked for you to bring your laptop with you to um, new student orientation. Um, all other majors and programs that it's not required, you don't have to. If you want to, I'm not going to stop you. I can't stop you. But just know that we're only asking for nursing majors and social work um, majors to bring their laptops with them to their session in order to get their classes. But big emphasis on our orientation leaders. We actually assign um, orientation leaders to each college during new student orientation to serve as um, college ambassadors. So they're with you during the college visit and they're with you in the trenches <laughs> during course registration. They're to assist you. Please use them as a resource. They are excellent. Talking about the college visit, um, some folks may come in and, you know, they go to their college visit and um, they may realize that hmm, this may not be for me. Um, or maybe it's way before their new student orientation, preferably, that they realize, hmm, this college, this major is not for me. So kind of looking into that, um, can a student change their major before orientation? Yeah, so the answer is going to be unique to the, each student. <laughs> and in many cases, yes. But, you know, Darla Moore students, nursing students, that major change is not allowed during that orientation mm -hmm. session. However, if you wanted to go to an exploratory meeting um, and advising, we could get you set up with that. Yeah, I think um, for you know most College of Arts and Sciences majors, the process for change of majors, you go through um, admissions before yes. you get to orientation. And so that process is kind of easier because mm -hmm. if you do that before you get to orientation, um, we can make sure you get with the right college and the right advisor to be advised for the correct set of classes. But we also have backup plans in case you get to orientation and then decide, oh, yeah. so I want to change mm -hmm. as well, which is nice too. For sure. So yeah, I'm going to re reiterate what was said. Um, admissions portal, if you just simply log into your admissions portal, um, we do recommend at least a week before your session so that we can accurately prepare the advising team for your arrival, um, as well as our staff as well. Um, at least a week before your session, go into your admissions portal, and you, it's very simple. From there, you can change your major. Um, typically, majors do fill up quickly, like business and nursing and music, I believe, which is typically audition only. Yeah. 
Um, so just kind of be aware of that. But yeah, you can do that as simple. I will reiterate one more time, even though it's in all the emails we send to you, please do this at least a week before your session. Um, and then for the folks who may go to their college visit during your student orientation and realize then in that moment that that is not the course of study for them, that is fine. Um, you will have um, until a certain time period in the afternoon to change your major at orientation. Um, we're still figuring out the logistics of when that time is, but just kind of be aware of that when you come to orientation. And we do give you that time window that it is a very quick time window for changing your major during your actual session. We're talking a lot about majors, but there are some folks coming in who are still undecided and still kind of figuring out. It's a it's a very big choice, you know, figuring out what you want to ultimately study during the um, next four years or beyond. So I would love to ask you, Alexa, so if, if I'm a student coming to orientation high, so what if <laughs> I'm undecided and don't know what I want to change my major to? Yeah, so we've got a program for that. Um, so we have an undeclared program for first year students. It does have a fee, but the benefit is you get to work with one um, or two dedicated advisors, Travis and Alexis, plug for them, who are amazing and they are knowledgeable in all of the colleges and the degree programs. So basically they work with you in your first few meetings to make sure that they're um, focusing on your goals and your interests and helping you navigate that process of like actually choosing a program that you want to dedicate four years to. And so they're able to craft your schedule accordingly. So maybe you want to try out a pre-med. So you maybe take a little bit of biology, but you're also interested in art. So maybe you take an art class. So kind of creating that schedule to allow you to explore all your options and then hopefully um, either working towards that major in your first year and, and changing majors in that time period or after your first year. Kind of moving into more of the logistical pieces of course registration. Um, for both of you, I'll pose the question. Um, y'all, y'all have been in the game for a minute. You've 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 seen some things. You've you've lived. You've lived a life. So I would love to know, um, for the folks at home, what is the most common mistake that you often see during registration during orientation that you would love to help students listening to be aware of and to prevent when they come to their session? Yeah, one I see in registration or that orientation day is dead cell phones. Bring a cell phone charger because <laughs> you're not going to be able to register if you can't get into your phone. Um, but one that I see after is if a student doesn't speak up during orientation, if they're not seeing, you know, IB, AP credits that they took in high school, when their advisor is talking to them about classes, say you took English 101 and your advisor is recommending English 101, speak up. If, if we don't know, we're going to get you enrolled in this class. Um, but if we do know, we'll get you into a class that you need rather yeah. than a repeat. And kind of emphasizing the dead cell phone thing. Why do students need their phone to register for classes? Do yeah. you want to kind of explain the, the multi, I, I can't even say the word. I'm not even going to try. Multi-factor. <laughs> yeah. Duo. Duo. yeah. And authentication. Uh, so duo is something that is set in place to keep your student records and financial records super safe and secure on campus. Um, you're going to need your cell phone each time you log in with your password to click approve. So that way you can access these files, self-service Carolina, the registration portal, as well as 
getting in um, to just look at classes, course browse. And your email. Yeah, yeah. your email. So we would recommend having it downloaded on your phone before you come. Yes, yes absolutely. Download it and download it with your phone number, not your parents' phone number. Yes. Um, I don't know. These are some tips we're dropping right now on the mic, y'all. It could save you some time during registration. Um, what about what, 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 what mistakes have you seen during registration? I don't know if this is necessarily a mistake, but just something students don't know about is they start receiving emails to their student email account. And a lot of times I see students at orientation that have no idea they have a student email, um, which, you know, typically for most advisors, they're probably going to reach out to you maybe a week or so before orientation starts with some of that pre-advisement or um, information so that we can really make sure you're set up when you get to us and feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so something I'd recommend students really do is just like go into the email and see what's in there. Just get yourself (laughs) familiar with Outlook and because it's going to be helpful to you as a student. Um, And kind of leading into that really just playing around a little bit with the university technology before you get to us because it makes it a little bit easier when you at least seen my SC before, which most <laughs> students should because um, you do a lot of your pre-orientation things through you know, banner and self-service. But just making sure you're familiar with some of those, I think makes the orientation process a little bit yeah. less scary and more familiar. Precisely. That, that is yeah. a really big thing, especially, um, you know, for the folks like our nursing majors and social work folks that have to bring their laptops and then they have to log into the Wi-Fi. So having that email login, that is your same login for every kind of like inner system at the university. So why don't we just go ahead and write it down, you know, put it golden (laughs) ticket, put it in our um, notes app on our phone, write it on your hand, write it on the back of your jacket, wherever you need to like have it. Just go ahead and make sure you have that USC um, ID, VIP ID, and your USC email login credentials, major key. One of our last questions before we sign off here, I think one of our, the ones I am most anticipating, um, how can students best prepare for their advising appointment during your student orientation? What is the key to a successful? So loaded. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Alexa? So there is kind of a task list that we have that, you know, makes the most sense, but there's so many things. There's a variety (laughs) of different things that need to be done um, kind of before academic advising. But I think Brittany's touched on this quite a few times is really understanding what credits you're bringing in. So those transfer credits, if you've taken dual enrollment courses, AP, IB, um, you know, having printouts of those can be really helpful. Just being like knowledgeable of what you've done is super important. Um, also, some of the things that are required by orientation and admissions. So your immunization form. So making sure you're up to date on that. A lot of um, or like holds at orientation from the, those immunizations. Um, verifying your citizenship, verifying your residency, um, all of the pre-orientation modules and worksheet. So as advisors, we can actually access your pre-orientation worksheet before you get to us, and that can give us a lot of really useful information. So it is an opportunity for you to actually go ahead and plug in your APIB, 
uh, credits in there mm-hmm. so we can go ahead yeah. and see those. You can select if maybe you're interested in changing your major, which we can also see. We can see pronouns, preferred names, a lot of really great information that we can get prior to you getting to us. Making it a very customized experience. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This helps us <laughs> to get to know you before you get here. And Precisely. so that way we can pick out some classes that might be applicable to your interests. You can also ask us questions before you get there as well through that pre- um, pre-orientation worksheet, which is which can be helpful. That is very nice. So yeah, everything that we've kind of gone over here, the immunization form, the citizenship, residency, the pre-orientation advising worksheet, confirming your major, placement testing, test scores, all of that fancy stuff. Um, we, our recommendation is to have all of that kind of put together at least a week before your session, especially with that worksheet. You know, that gives the advisors time to look over it and read it and to kind of make that experience more customizable and personal for you. Um, And then uh, I'm going to emphasize this until my face turns blue. It is so heartbreaking when students come to orientation and they have the immunization hold on their account and that just kind of stunts their registration process. We don't want that to happen. We want you to come in get your classes and feel so prepared and confident to come to the South Carolina um, so please, please, please um, do that immunization form, citizenship, residency, at least a week before your session. If you have questions about immunizations, you can reach out to the student health services, um, residency, citizenship. You can reach out to the registrar's office. Please, I want to see all of y'all leaving orientation as happy as can be with your full um, semester of courses. Um, so, Yeah quick question I wanted to ask though because we've had some folks ask over email in our live chat Um, we have these earlier May sessions right so excited for that Um, some students will um, be coming to orientation before they graduate high school so we've had some questions about whether or not um, what essentially if they have not graduated yet so they do not have their transcript yet. How does that, does that impact advising at all during orientation? I mean, obviously we need those final grades, mm-hmm. but for the most part, we can take a look at what you're coming in with or anticipated to come in with and kind of come up with a plan A and a plan B. So with AP, IB, I know sometimes those scores aren't in until late in the summer. And so we like to have uh, a a plan for each student if if those are threes or fours or whatever the AP mm-hmm. is. We like to have a backup plan for students in case they don't get those credits that they think are coming in. Right. So we can we so y'all can take unofficial yeah. scores awesome yeah. for the time being. Okay. Yes. Awesome. You heard it here first. You heard it. We can make educated guesses essentially. Educated guesses. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um w- which is useful and something else I really want to plug too for a lot of STEM majors is going to be the math placement test Mm -hmm. as well as doing the foreign language placement test before orientation as well. Mm -hmm. Really the math placement test, because if you're in a STEM Mm -hmm. major, a lot of courses, the prerequisite is that math placement. So maybe if you've taken an AP math and let's say we don't have that score yet, we can go off of the math placement score as well. So we've kind of got different avenues where we can figure Mm -hmm. out, you know, based on what you're bringing in, um, what we can see you know, that will yeah. help us pick out the courses. Big placement test fan. And I, yes or no, the foreign language test is only highly encouraged, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay, awesome. So math placement test, major key. All right, so before we let y'all go back to your day jobs, back to advising, are y'all in the middle of um, advising appointments right now? 
Oh yeah, peak season. Next I have one right after this. Oh my! Yeah. So y'all, I am. So, oh, I'm so happy y'all took some time to come hang out with us. Then yeah. see, they're just, they they don't stop, y'all. They don't stop. They're out here grinding, <laughs> grinding day and night. It is really cool though to see our, our, the freshmen that have come through this previous orientation, and now they are headed out to be sophomores, and they're mm-hmm. kind of like almost like registration pros at this point. Because I'm reflecting back with them, and I'm like, "Hey, remember when you went through orientation, and we like all sat in a room, and <laughs> and now you do it by yourself?" And so it's definitely a, an evolution, which is really cool to see. So nice. All right, so. Yeah, our last question before you'll go back to advising the next generation of learners. Um, what is the best advice that you have for freshmen or transfers coming through for their first advising appointment this summer? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I was talking to Alexa about this, actually. I, I think just come prepared and with a good attitude. You're going to be met with a great attitude, and that goes a long way. We're both here, or all of us are here for two days, and so we're going to make it happen. Just work with us. I would say something I tell all my students from day one at orientation is that they're in full control of their academic journey here at USC. So I like to use the metaphor of like driving in a car. So I always tell my students, they're the driver, and I'm kind of the person in the backseat making sure they don't make any crazy U-turns off the road, (laughs) because students really get full decision making power you get to decide what your major is you get to decide what course is and we kind of act as um, the guides in a way so just making sure you stay on track and you're achieving your goals in the way that you want to so um, I just want students to make sure they they know that they have full ownership and autonomy over their opinions and so if you come to orientation informed you'll be you'll be golden I probably sound funny to my kids I tell them it's your journey I'm just the guide spirit guides yeah. <laughs> on your academic journey. <laughs> I love that. Um, well, yeah, that's ad- advisement and registration during new student orientation. Um, like we've said over the last few minutes, you're going to have these awesome guides <laughs> with you throughout your orientation process. You will also have a Garnet guide. You reminded me to plug oh. this. Thank you. A Garnet guide, which you'll get. Everyone will get families and students We'll get a Garnet Guide, which is our all-in-one resource manual for your transition to South Carolina. And in that Garnet Guide, we actually do have really helpful information about advising. So we actually break down how to register for classes. We talk about different holds. We talk about different, you know, acronyms and different sections and things like that. So I do recommend that when you come through orientation to not only use your advisor and your OL as a resource, but also that resource manual, the Garnet Guide. But yeah, that's our episode. So thank you all so much for joining us today. Is there anything else you want to share before we sign off? Happy orientation. Yay. <laughs> it's happening. You're a Gamecock. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, that's it. That's episode eight, folks. You can visit our website at sc.edu backslash orientation for more instructions on how to register, what to expect, and more. You can also visit sc.edu backslash advising for more info on advising and registration. We also invite you to follow us on social media at UFSC underscore O-N-S-O on so for quick updates. Lastly, in case you missed it, you can now register for new student orientation from now until May 12th. Let us know if you have any questions about your session and we'll chat with you next time. Until then, go Gamecocks. Gamecocks.